Struggling to connect with buyers in an overcrowded, noisy sales landscape? Today's buyers want more than a spray and pray email blast. Launch a podcast and collaborate on content with people that matter most in your industry. Learn more at salesculture.work. You know, I, I tend to prefer to market around emotion uh, than, a, than a tangible good. I spent enough of my career doing that and, uh, and results were usually not what you wanted. And, and the emotion here is, is opportunity. Whatever we're in, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in coffee or whatever might come next, what you're, what you're trusting us as a brand is to uncover opportunity and to be able to use our expertise to turn that into an investment vehicle that is going to deliver returns that are at or above a similar thing that you can expect in a market like that. And it's gonna be done with integrity and it's gonna be done with trust and authenticity. And it actually might be something that you get to participate in, whether it's staying in your investment building or going to the coffee. The last voice you just heard was from Jason Bennett, the director of marketing with the Life of Far team out of Columbia. And I'm Joe Lemon. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And man, this is going to be a fun episode. So to kind of give you a quick overview, I was in Columbia earlier this year. I decided to I decided to do something a little different. Normally, I wait and save up all my vacation time to the end of the year, and you know, call out the very end of the year. And you know, like most people, take the last couple of weeks off. But I decided to flip it on, flip it around. My uh, good friend Ahmed said, you know what, I think we should take a trip at the very beginning of the year. I thought it was a bad idea. Ended up to be a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal experience and really kind of shifted how I'll probably do things moving forward. Like I believe that starting the year off on, you know, just having fun, just, just you know, relaxing and, and really just getting into this space of, you know, keeping your priorities where they need to be. Man, it's something that I'm probably going to incorporate in, in every year moving forward. But so we traveled down to Columbia and, and as I'm prepping for this trip, I was, you know, obviously on Duolingo because uh, I'm horrible at Spanish still. So I was trying to pick up a couple of phrases just to get by. And on, um, I ran across some great content from this from this investment group called Life of Far. Now, these guys literally are pumping out tons of information about Columbia and not only things that relate back to the business, of course, because they're an investment firm. So they're so they're showing people how they can invest in coffee farms as well. And and and, and just all the small, you know, multifamily type properties that they have available for people to, to uh, rent out through Airbnb and, and and then having all these services around it, which which are great, like because they offer co-working, you know, co-working spaces and things that people would need if you're like one of those digital nomads right and and you're able to work from anywhere but you kind of need someone to kind of hold your hand to get you started like that's what they're up to and i thought that was great because there's so many value ads that we can offer that can help distinguish ourselves from the competition that in, in content form that's just free and available for people to really build a brand that's going to last and be there and people are going to trust i mean i had to I had to talk to them because um, they were the people that I went to prior to showing up in Columbia to really understand where's the best neighborhood to go, who, where's the best restaurants, where don't I go, right? I, I mean, different tours that I possibly take. So that was the group. And I'm like, man, you guys added so much value prior to me even coming. I wanted to get them on the podcast. So with that said, guys, I'm not going to ramble on. I want you guys to really sit back and enjoy this. Uh, there's going to be some really good takeaways of how sales and marketing can really work together. I also had Adrian. Uh, Adrian Fields, who's the director of sales, and it was great to see how they worked, you know, as far as sales and marketing, handed off that whole partnership and really built trust in that marketplace. But how that trust translated into into them making some, um, you know, pretty, pretty big deals as well. So, 
that said, guys, sit back and enjoy this episode with the Life of Far team with Jason Bennett and Adrian Fields. We flew in, oh, man. We flew in and we went straight up to Guadalupe. Yeah, straight to Guatapé. Guatapé. So I got my man Ahmed with me as well. Ahmed kind of convinced me to kind of come out to um, Colombia on a last minute whim, like two weeks, two weeks out, and we just said, okay, let's do it. And um, man, I have not been disappointed at all. And one of the main people that I started doing homework and started doing some research about Medellin was with was with the company Life Afar. And so I had the great opportunity to kind of spend some time with Jason and Adrian, uh, the marketing and the sales leaders for Life Afar. And these guys are doing something totally different. They're, they're not moving like most real estate investment companies. I feel like you guys are more of a media company than you are a real estate company. I mean, because the amount of content you guys are pumping out, I think is, is beautiful. And this city is, um, it has so much, but so many people are documenting it. What's going on with that, man? Somebody, somebody give me some feedback. I would actually call it more of a lifestyle brand. Yeah. Uh, but a lifestyle brand in a different way than how people are used to thinking about a lifestyle brand. Because you can define that as, uh, as a traveler. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to come to a city like Medellin, if you want to come to a city like Bogota or some of the other cities that we're in, uh, have that local, authentic experience, but not give up some of the luxuries that you like in a hotel, and yet pay that price of what you're used to from home sharing. Um, and know what you're going to get because, you know, I think I've, and all of us have had some great Airbnb experiences, but often we're probably a little disappointed with the state of the place or the interaction with the host. Um, we take care of all that for you. All you have to worry about is coming here to have a great time. Um, and on the investor side of things, if you believe in the future of short-term rentals and how people are traveling and real estate being a, a good play um, and the growth story of Columbia and where else we're going to be heading, uh, this is a great place to park some money, and it also allows you a different lifestyle, whether that is the passive income that lets you do things you were never able to do before, start your own business, travel more, come and visit the properties. So I think whether you're renting or whether you're investing, we're a lifestyle brand. Well, you know what? That makes tons of sense. I mean, because one of the things that I've gotten from your actual content online, especially on YouTube, and you guys do great, great videos there. I mean, it's not just that you guys offer the nice apartments that's already furnished and nice decor with it. It's um, also that you guys have this like, you guys have this, you know, hub for like digital nomads, right? People that are just all over the globe and not really sure how to kind of show up, where to show up, what to show up with. I mean, you guys can kind of be that resource for them. And that was one of the things that was really impressive. Absolutely. I mean, I like to see people more focused and and spending more time, whether it's exploring the city they're in Mm -hmm. or uh, taking the time that they need to turn their job. If it's a digital position into something uh, profound, whether it's an increase in whatever metrics that you have for yourself. And again, if we can get rid of some of the question marks you have when you do come to a new city, because it is there's a lot of work that comes into it. Where, where are certain things? How do things work? All that stuff. Uh, the less you have to worry about, the more of an enriching experience you're going to have. Love it. So do you guys, you guys mind backing up a little bit? And, and let's talk about how Life Afar really got off the ground. And you guys have been around now since, you said 06 or 2006. So? 2006. Okay. So how'd you guys start off? Initially, it's an interesting story. So, 06, there was two original businesses. Um, in 2006, our founder Rich Holman, who's from Texas, came to Colombia at 63 years of age, and Google searched for real estate in Medellin and couldn't find anything in English. Mm. And you know, he fell in love with the city, like a lot of us have, and decided to start his own real estate business at 63 with no experience. Wow. Ten years later, here we are. But at the same time, there was an Australian guy called Andrew who came here 
fell in love with Medellin and realized there was, there was no rentals. There was two or three hostels in the entire city and no one was doing short-term rentals. And this is sort of pre-Airbnb days. So he started an apartment rental business. The businesses eventually merged. We merged from being just a managing business to taking over some other businesses and expanding to Bogota, Cali, Cartagena, and now San Juan in Puerto Rico. Um, and we've gone from doing just regular real estate to real estate developments because we've had people come to us and say, well, not only do we want to buy property here, but we'd like you guys to manage it when we're not here. Then we got into the developments, we started doing entire buildings, and we've morphed to also start doing crowdfunded opportunities. So as Jason was saying about the lifestyle side of things, well, how do everyday people, I'm from Australia, most of the guys here are from America, how do we invest in a country like Colombia, or in an area like Puerto Rico, or a country like Panama or Peru, when we don't know the laws, we don't know who to speak to, we don't necessarily know the language, and maybe we don't want to park $300,000 in one investment. Right. So what we started doing was we started buying larger projects, buildings, renovating them, selling them through shares, registering with, them with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And in that way, someone can invest 25000 They can invest in an international market, diversify, get higher yields, but without the risk of putting a huge amount of money in one investment. That's really cool. And, and so Life of Far actually started right here in Medellin. Is that correct? Medellin, yeah. Why'd you guys choose this city over a larger city like Bogota? I think, I mean, Medellin was chosen really just because there's a livability about Medellin. I mean, I lived in Bogota first and I really love Bogota. Mm -hmm. And Bogota is a cool city, but it is a big city. Medellin is much more a livable city. The weather's great, transport's great. And I think it was chosen by default in saying that there are more foreigners here. There is more demand for foreigners visiting Medellin uh, and living in Medellin than there is in Bogota. Bogota, though, having like almost 11 million people, it is a huge opportunity as well. But we've also got a big demand and growing demand for Cali right now, and Cartagena has always been a touristy city. So mm. it's interesting. I think it just it was born here by default, to be honest. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so I mean, do you guys still think that this is going to be the main hub for like growth out of like out of um, Colombia? In Colombia, I would say for sure. You know, we have we have some visionary expansion plans sure. what we want to do uh, and certainly what attracted me to join the company this year was the fact that I would love to replicate uh, a model like this in markets that are a little under the radar a little underdeveloped yeah. chance to, to get in with the in-house expertise on where good real estate values are and create opportunity both for our investors and our travelers some of that is born out of my own Airbnb experiences and going to cities where I'm like wow I wish I could I see something happening here, yeah. and I wish I could own a part of it, but there's no solutions for that right now. So what we are trying to accomplish will never work in, in large cities that are overdeveloped, uh, expensive, but I think that's not where the excitement comes from. That the excitement is coming and sharing a story and, and opening up the world that might not have been as accessible before. Um, and even with Medellin, I think that's where a lot of us uh, gravitated here to begin with, is that this city continues to be under the radar. It lives in the shadow of Bogota, doesn't have the sexy appeal of Cartagena. Um, it has a history that is known. Mm -hmm. And you come here and I think anyone immediately realizes like, wow, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. And so okay. there's that secret aspect of it, a secret that we want to share but it creates another level of energy and excitement when we think about our brand and we think about people that are coming here. Everyone who comes here, 
thinks they're the first person to find it. It is, it is 100% <laughs> Still, like that. Yes. Still. And what's interesting, we get a lot of people ask us like, oh, Medellin, so many people have gone there now. We, as foreigners, are still less than half a percent, half a percent of the market here. We're nothing. Wow. Wow. And interestingly, from an investment perspective, you can't get leverage here. You can't get debt. 12% interest rate. So there's no bubble on prices. You know, you can buy a good apartment for 200, 225,000 USD, 150,000 in a really nice area. Wow. So it's it's very solid, good returns for investments. Um, but I think Cali's probably got the biggest growth story of the cities here in Colombia, the four okay. big cities. Cali's got the most projected future growth um, in saying that there's some other cities like Santa Marta, which are really cool. But I think Medellin's growth hasn't stopped. It's just that Cali's going at a faster rate. Really interesting, man. It, it, you know, so... That kind of brings to a really interesting point because a lot of people are coming in from, well, here's, I want to tell this story too. We were actually walking around yesterday, me and Ahmed and then one of our good friends. And we're just like, this is not known, at least in my own circles back in the U.S. I don't, I don't feel like people talk about traveling to your country with like, oh, especially Medellin. People know for some other reasons, oh, man, they got beautiful women, you know, beautiful views. But it's not like a destination as once you start walking up and down the streets, you're like, this is everything here that you need. I mean, from restaurants to nightlife, I mean, it's loaded. So, I mean, the fact that that message is, is just now starting to get out, I don't even feel like it's even cracked the actual surface of what has happened back in stateside. So, so all right, I want to get up underneath the hood a little bit. Um, you guys have a great marketing um, content strategy, I think. So how's it doing in like as far as bringing in new, new business for you guys? Could you guys talk about that piece of it? Yeah, you know, we're, um, it, it's been, 2018 I think was a transformative year as far as how we thought of ourselves uh, from a, what our what our consumer facing voice was going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I joined the company from uh, corporate America. Uh, so I've got a long background of bigger budgets and, you know, unlimited spend when it comes to getting sure. the word out. So you got to be a little more scrappy here, which is fun. And part of what attracted me to the brand was it, it was an unwritten story. We had these different brands uh, from the past, as Adrian mentioned. Uh, people buying each other, merges, what have you. And there was a, I think, lack of clarity of what our identity was, what our purpose was. Uh, and over the past six months, we've kind of really honed in on what that is, which is, again, delivering that kind of richer lifestyle. Uh, we like to use the word phrase, own the world with our investors. And um, uh, the world waits with our travelers. So to be kind of that inspirational messaging. Uh, so we've increased our spend uh, and our efforts both on social media because those stories are so best told visually. Yeah. Uh, so whether it's through photography, whether it's through custom videos that we're doing, um, we've purchased a lot of equipment for the team to create more top-notch content that you see through some of the drone photos. Uh, it's great to be having properties in these cities because we can send the team out there to actually be on the ground um, and film. Uh, kind of like, you know, how much more you can experience these cities by staying with us because you're going to save some money versus yeah. a hotel. You're going to be very nicely located uh, in some of the more trending neighborhoods, which is great. So let's talk about all the restaurants you can go to or the sunset cruise that you can do at Cartagena. Um, and we started going to influencers for the first time. So we invited some people to come to Cartagena to uh, kind of do a two-day shoot. We did an Instagram takeover. Um, you know, everything to kind of hero the city. And then here's a phenomenal property of how you get to um, live it while you're there. How's that? How's that campaign actually working out for you as far as the influencer marketing? Are you guys getting pretty good? You know, we're growing on it. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, absolutely. We've seen some immediate bookings, uh, yeah. which has been fantastic. My personal belief is that a lot of people don't go to social media to shop. It is a conversation. It's yeah. where to be inspired. So if we are getting direct bookings off that, I think that that is fantastic and a plus. 
But if anything, I want to start introducing Life Afar and Columbia into people's <clears throat> minds when they think about where their next travel destination might be. Mm -hmm. And the more that you're out there doing that, the better chance of success that you do have. That's really cool, really cool. And you guys have your own teams pretty much in-house or are you guys outsourcing? It's pretty much in-house. Uh, Sam Miller, our uh, YouTube blogger, uh, works on my team. Um, if you've been following our social media channels, our uh, Rizvi, uh, our head of social media, uh, probably makes a cameo experience, uh, um, appearance. Seen him a couple times. Absolutely. Exactly, <laughs> you know. And then we've got some others that kind of get out there as well too. But one thing we're really excited about is we're, we have our first agency of record uh, based out of New York. That's going to really help expand our um, our press story in 2019 and beyond. Which you know. This is, again, it's like a secret. It's an undercover gem. More yeah. people need to know about this. Uh, and we're now at the point where we're ready to make the big investment to let people know. But it is, it's an interesting challenge because we have the marketing effort for getting bookings yes. and, and the marketing and sales effort for getting investments. You know, our database is, is large. You know, we have 30-something thousand people in one database. We've got 40-something thousand followers on Sam's uh, YouTube and more on Facebook. But we have different crowds. Sometimes they, they cross-populate, but... It's interesting, and, and from the sales perspective and the investment perspective, we're going to do a lot more conferences this year, both our own conferences plus um, ones we're attending of, of other companies mm -hmm. uh, to meet other investors. One of the biggest challenges has always been getting people down here. Once they get down here and they see the city and they meet us, and they're like, you guys are just normal people. I trust you guys. <laughs> the city's great. Sure. It's been very easy to get people to invest. Now that we have a presence on the ground in Puerto Rico, we're about to have a presence in two other countries in Latin America pretty quickly as well. It's a lot easier now for us to meet with people. And we're trying to also revamp a little bit the conference game because you go to conferences, you sit in a room for two and a half days. Right. So <clears throat> we'll still probably do a couple of conferences ourselves, but we're trying to make things a bit more experiential. Yeah. And Adrian's leading our first investor expedition uh, next week where we're going to have some people come down here give them a tour of Medellin, give them a tour of Cartagena, get to see some properties, both um, from a, a packaged real estate deal or individual residential, and then experience some of the city. And then based on the cost of that tour, if you choose to invest, it's gonna go right into your investment. It's a super so. smart play. I mean, because you know, one of the things I've been a little disappointed with, because I do a lot of trade shows as well, and I'm not really, I feel like it's a dying model, because again, you could be there for the week, two days, you know, the only ones I get the most benefit out of are the ones that are much smaller and, it's, and be packing as much as possible within a day and a half or so. So you come in, have your uh, pitches, meet as many people as possible, jam all that information once. But a lot of, the, lots of those trade show models are people just kind of walking past the booth and they already, you know, people have been doing it for 30, years, you know, 30 plus years now. They aren't getting the same returns on it. But doing those private you know, parties... Those seem to be a heavy hitter these days. So you guys are doing more of those as well? So we did. It's funny. We've done two big conferences in Puerto Rico. One okay. where we had 150 people. Did and it work out one, well? Pardon? How did it turn out for you guys? Really good. Okay. Um, and, and at that point, it was interesting. We actually had no product to pitch. <laughs> so we had a two and a half day conference. And we had, because of obviously with Puerto Rico, with the island rebuild, there's a lot of tax incentives, particularly for US investors. So we had uh, tax experts, banking panels. So there's a lot of giving of information, less than us pitching deals. Gotcha. Our next one, which we had in November, was our mini conference, and we had 60 people attend. Same thing. There was, you know, Grant Thornton, the accounting firm, spoke. Um, the head of tourism spoke. The head of the Builders Association spoke, and spoke about the path to recovery. There mm -hmm. talked about why Puerto Rico is great to invest, why tourism is going to be a big part of their recovery, and we pitched our deals. But we did a day and a half in, and half the day, maybe almost two thirds of the day out seeing projects, seeing them in real life, being able to touch them, feel them, 
get to understand where the areas are. With these expeditions, we have a four-day expedition. This first one coming up next week, it's literally only half a day inside. We're out doing a real estate tour, visiting properties. We're going to go do a city tour in Cartagena. We fly to Cartagena, we see a project. We're going to go on a boat trip out to an island just kick back by the beach because it's also about yes. you want to learn about this place. So it's not just about the seeing the investments. It's also about getting to meet us, trust us, mm-hmm. see that we're just normal people, everything's legitimate, and then why would I want to live in this area? Why would I want to invest in this area? And seeing the tourism in Cartagena is a huge example because Cartagena is tourism 101. So. Yep. Love that. I mean, I mean, really, I think that's a really nice marriage between marketing and sales, how you guys are really trying to work a little bit on the social media front, trying to build some good brand there, not so much trying to convert, but then you guys have a nice strategy to really try to get face-to-face with people, belly-to-belly, and trying to really build that trust so you guys can even have a further conversation. Build the trust. I want to make it fun. Like, yeah. We, it's interesting. We had a guy who was an existing investor, went to our Puerto Rico conference. Um, he's bought a property here in Medellin, and he won a trip to our, our ex- investor uh, expedition. And he said, I love the conference, but I have no idea about the island after spending three days in the conference in, in Puerto Rico because they'd been in the room most of the time. So the idea here is get people out, get them seeing things and having a bit more fun. You know, we also did a capital raise for a coffee farm. So there's alternative investments too. So like people want to see those things because people know what a house is. They can they get the gist of it. But, you know, an industrial coffee farm, okay, I want to go and see what that looks like. I want to understand it. I want to learn it. Can we talk about that for two seconds? Yeah, (laughs) we can. So what we did was we were approached by a group called the Legacy Group, who essentially are an asset manager who run uh, agricultural investments, particularly coffee farms. We partnered with them to do the capital raising and investor relations to capital raise 5.7 million US dollars. We raised 5.9 and had to stop. We were oversubscribed. It was that successful. It was $2 million to buy 630 acres out in a town called Salgar. So these are big-style coffee farms because it's not like Nebraska where it's flat, plain land. There's a very mountainous uh, areas where, you know, 600-odd acres of coffee farm is a big deal. Right. There was $2 million to buy the farm, $1.7 million to build a wet processing plant, which was the 29th in Colombia, so that we can actually process the coffee on the facility, and then additional money to plant more trees, working capital but the idea is it is an ongoing concern where we'll sell coffee on an industrial level we can sell it locally to the consortia we can also sell directly to roasters in certain countries and we have relationships with roasters and do coffee trading and coffee branding so people can do you know farm to table but it's it's a really interesting business and the long-term play there essentially is a consolidation play where we can have this farm, this farm, this farm, and then eventually sell it to a big guy like a Starbucks or a, or a Nestle because we've got economies of scale. Um, but it's quite interesting because in Colombia, one of the things at that level of investment, not many people are very liquid. So you're a farmer who's got a $2 million, 600-acre coffee farm. Well, someone who, who can afford to buy that will say, okay, I've got 40 apartments in Medellin. I'll trade you. So when you come in with cash, yeah, it makes a big difference. And this, this industry story, I think, is going to be a really exciting uh, growth angle of our brand going forward. Um, you know, coffee is an example. Uh, here in Colombia, I like to bring up that if we ever were to expand to Portugal, would you give investors a chance to get into the wine industry there? Again, under the radar, extremely high quality and price to move based on what, you know, the, the going rate is for um, similar products. But the other thing I think that I love about the coffee investment and obviously if we eventually get into other investments is 
how do guys like us, how do girls and guys like us, regular everyday people, whether we've got a net worth of $300,000 or a net worth of $10 million, but we're not big guys with $100 million, how do we get into these sort of investments? Well, we don't. Mm-hmm. We buy a house, we maybe buy a few houses, but we don't get into buying a coffee farm because we can't. So we allow people, the life of our investments, allow people to access not only deals and markets they usually couldn't access, but types of deals they couldn't access. through economies of scale because we partner with other investors through crowdfunding, private placements, and we're experts in these markets. Now with the coffee farm, the group legacy group are the ones who run the farm on a day-to-day basis. Life of Far do the investor relations and the capital raising. We need experts on the ground to do that. You know, none of us here, like someone who's sitting in their desk in Australia or sitting in their desk in the US is not an expert in Latin America necessarily. And that's why we hope to partner with people by being the expert on the ground. Yeah. And ideally be leaving a, a positive legacy as well too. I think, uh, you know, we are aiming to deliver as high of a return as possible, whether you're a renter or an investor, but it certainly is part of our overall mission um, to create opportunity for the countries that we're in. So, you know, whether it's within the jobs that are created through some of our projects, um, the living wages that are paid to some of the yeah. folks on the coffee farms, um, you know, social impact that well, you leave is, is, is it's required now of uh, the new generation of investors. Interesting you say that. So impact investing is becoming a big thing. And with the farms we have, those that 630 acres is three separate farms. One of those farms is 100% staffed by females only. So there's things like that, and we, look, you can't do that in every single situation, but we definitely have to have that hat and say, well, hang on, what are we doing? So Puerto Rico is a great example. How are we creating jobs for that island? You know, are we creating jobs through our construction? Are we creating jobs through our ongoing hospitality and tourism? How are we bringing money back, not only to the investors, but to the locals? So that, it's always something we have to think about. And like any project, there's certain boxes you have to tick before you give it a go ahead. Returns being one of them, but there's social thinking as well. You know, with the diversified investment platform that you have that offers opportunities in coffee farms and, you know, apartments and other real estate developments, both here in in Colombia and elsewhere, part of the question that I have, just hearing about all this, is how do you maintain the right message in the marketplaces that that matter most? Um, You know, it seems like when you're doing a little bit of everything, it's hard to basically say we're experts at this one thing. And so from a marketing standpoint, for example, how are you thinking about, you know, making sure that the, you know, every, the message kind of matches up with the, the operations and, and how that uh, resonates with, you know, the various audiences that you're targeting? Yeah, you know, I, I tend to prefer to market around emotion. Uh, than, a, than a tangible good. I spent enough of my career doing that and, uh, and results were usually not what you wanted. And, and the emotion here is, is opportunity. Uh, you know, you, whatever we're in, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in coffee or whatever might come next, what you're, what you're trusting us as a brand is to uncover opportunity and to be able to use our expertise to turn that into an investment vehicle that is going to deliver returns that are at or above a similar thing that you can expect in a market like that and it's going to be done with integrity and it's going to be done with trust and authenticity and it actually might be something that you get to participate in whether it's staying in your investment building or going to the coffee farm Um, that's what we're rooted on when you look at our leadership team uh, i would be hard pressed to find another international organization that has managed to attract this level of talent uh, from North America or Australia, individuals that have left behind sizable paychecks 
um, because they were following a dream or where they believed in something bigger than what they were currently getting and have all kind of centered on this very special city and special brand uh, to then turn that idea into a reality. Interestingly, from, a, from an investment theory perspective, we try to focus on one or two things. So we do focus particularly on that with the real estate side of things on the real estate hospitality space. So it's, it's, it is relatively pigeonholed there. So we, we don't step out of our lane in terms of we can be everything to everyone. With the agricultural investment, right now we're in coffee. Unless we were able to find an expert, so we look at we talk about Portugal and wine. If we couldn't find someone who was an expert on the ground, we're not going to get into it. Mm. So we do as a brand from a brand message want to say like we're the also the ex, we're the experts at finding you opportunities that you couldn't usually get on your own, but we play in these spaces. And unless we can find another expert to partner with, we don't play in that space. Wine, for example, being not an overly complicated industry. And even though we have an agricultural team, they're agricultural for coffee. Mm-hmm. They've got decades of experience in coffee. That's it. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. I mean, I mean, you know what? I think that's a great way that you guys are working together too. Marketing off of people's emotions is to, that's the way to play. Because a lot of times, especially especially with a guy who's been in sales now and you know, I'm definitely the person who tries to make sure that we get things done. I want people to sign on the line. I want to build the trust. I want to sell great products. But, you know, uh, having a marketing team that can convey the emotional reasons of why we should even have a conversation in sales is is, is like, you know, clutch. It's, it is everything. It, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. it's massive. So I worked uh, 15, 16 years in sales across Asia Pacific. I did a lot of sales training through a company called Miller Hyman, which are a famous uh, global sales training company in the business-to-business world. And they always talk about win-win relationships. Right. And our marketing team is super powerful, and they get us the people in front of us, but that person still has to trust us at the end. And we'd rather have someone walk away from a sale 100%. and still feel good about the relationship with us than get into something that they don't feel comfortable with. Yeah. And we'd rather have someone put in a small amount of money and then come back and be like, I'm so delighted with the experience that I want to go again and again and again and again. I'm going to refer my friends, my family, my grandmother, than, than someone just put in once and never come back. And we have a couple of investors. We have one investor called Joe who lives in Panama. He's in like nine deals now. He did a, We've got a few video testimonials online, which are pretty good. We've got a lot more customers we can refer people to. So the marketing engine there. We still marketing engine will get people into the the system, and will get us in front get us in front of people, but we're still very big on like making sure that experience. It's up to us not to you know stuff it up at that end bit. Right, right, it's true, man. I mean, I mean, well, you know what, guys, we are about to wrap it up here because I want to make sure we keep it right in that time window that we've uh, blocked off. So, two more questions. One, I want you guys to plug exactly how they can find you guys with any extra questions or if they're interested in maybe doing some any type of investments please plug uh, you know, emails or anything else you guys want to. And if you guys would share just one tip about this whole growth process of what you guys have learned, maybe you guys can package it up into something that's nice and simple to say, uh, uh, I've learned from this type of uh, experience. I'll go with the second one and then I'll, I'll let Adrian <laughs> share one as well as be the point of contact, certainly from an investment standpoint, but people should totally follow our socials. Now, I, you know, I encourage anyone, um, it is, Without a doubt, a bit cliche, but you got to follow your gut on things. You know, we wouldn't be having this conversation today if I had not left a corporate career, moved out of the states to move down here, because there was something drawing me to Medellin, and it was more than just being here as a tourist. It was a completely different life. And as I've 
had a chance to build the life of our brand in its infancy so far because most of our work is ahead of us um, when you interact with people that are down here on a very similar theme where they've either left things behind or chased a dream or decided to break out of what is expected of them quote unquote in uh, what their old lifestyle was really good things tend to happen so whether you're thinking about coming to columbia for the first time whether you're thinking about making your first foreign investment, when you when you just reflect in your life and you're like, you know, it's about time to change it up, go for it. And there ideally are many brands like Life Afar, preferably not a direct competitor, but different types of brands that will help you figure out kind of what that next life is going to be. It's usually really exciting. Love that. Quickly on contacts, I'd say email investments at lifeafar.com, website lifeafarinvestments.com or lifeafar.com for bookings. My advice would be partner with people. Don't do it all on your own. If you're wanting to invest, just like if you're wanting to live here, you're going to want to have friends. If you're wanting to invest, don't try to do it all on your own. Find the right people on the ground. There's plenty of people who have done it before, whether it's us or someone else, whether it's here or in a different country, partner with people. The right people, the right team makes all the difference. Guys, I've loved having all, all three of you guys on. Jason, Adrian, and Ahmed, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And uh, until next time, you guys stay tuned. You guys need to have your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And like that, it's a wrap. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to the Joe Lemon Experience podcast. Go subscribe to the show. I'm on all major platforms. Even check out the anchor stations as well and get the full show notes at joealexlemon.org. Until next time, you guys be phenomenal.